amen. Welcome to CIL for this Ash Wednesday service. I want to thank you. If I've not met you, my name is Aaron Allison, and I am one of the pastors here, and I'm just delighted that you are having this experience um, with us so that we can experience more of Jesus. Uh, Today begins a new season in the church calendar, which is something we voluntarily choose to participate with the global church. Um, It's the season of Lent. Uh, Lent is not an obligation. No one has to observe Lent. It's a gift. It's not trying to prove something to God. It's making space for God. And that's what we're doing this year. And in fact, our theme for Lent is making space, making room for God. And so no Christian must participate in Ash Wednesday. So there's a lot of people in our faith community who uh, you know, are not able to communicate and some who just have chosen not to. And that's quite fine. The Bible doesn't demand it. It doesn't mean we, uh, we're not under any obligation. But it's a way for us to get our hearts ready for the special season of Easter uh, that, that will we'll start. And it's like we're, we're following Jesus for 40 days. Like he went into the wilderness to prepare himself for ministry. And so we're choosing to take 40 days and, and taking away the Sundays of, of those days, the 40, uh, the 40 days minus Sundays before Easter to, to get our hearts ready. And so some people will fast Some people will add things to their life. There's no rule to it. It's whatever you need to do to make space for God. Um, I'm probably going to do a little bit of fasting, but it's not going to be that type of, sometimes at the beginning of the year, we have these kind of intense, like, I'm fasting because this is my year. And and it's kind of almost like self-centered fasting, like, I'm going to get disciplined this year, and I'm going to go ahead and lose some weight and at the same time get God's favor. So I'm going to fast for 21 days. And, and even though God honors that and that's good, and I'm not belittling that because I've done some of those things. Um, th- th- I, I want to set a different tone for Lent of, of just saying, Hey, we're just here because we want to make room for God. And we, we want to have God come into our lives at different times and in different places. So it's not about forcing spiritual discipline but as I've said several times now, making space for God. Uh, for me personally, too, I'm going to add some additional uh, reading that I, I don't get around to a lot. Um, some, some maybe some theological reading that maybe is a little less fun for me to do at first. Uh, and so I don't always get to it. So uh, I'm looking forward to how the Lord's going to feed my, my soul. Let me give some practical instructions about today. Um, even though there's, there is even a reverent spirit here today, just I want you to know, be at ease. Um, there's no right way or wrong way to do uh, what we're going to do today, and, and we'll be somewhat learning together. And so I'll be giving you instructions, and I, I want you to feel at ease. I don't want you to feel like, am I standing at the wrong time or sitting at the wrong time or I'm in the right place in line? We'll just kind of figure it out as we go. And, um, and, and so... Yeah, there may be times where it feels awkward, and there may be times when I'm going to make a mistake, but hey, give me grace, I'll give you grace. Um, we, much of what we're doing today is, is tradition. And so what tradition allows us to do, it allows us to connect with the global church, connect with churches beyond us, or even beyond uh, our own uh, very uh, defined faith traditions, and not only with churches around the world, but churches from every generation. So think about uh, Christians from 
hundreds of years past have observed some of the practices we're doing today. And, and this, this allows us to feel part of that uh, communion of saints. And, and, and we feel like we're part of a story, like the story is extended. A lot of times we want to think, you know, I, I've started my walk with the Lord and from this point forward, now everything's begun. But practices like today remind us we're part of something bigger. We're connected with something bigger. Um, the prayers that we're going to formally pray, which is in the, the sheath that you have today, come from the Book of Common Prayer, which, have, which has existed for several hundred years. And so um, it, it's a way for us to, again, um, let the prayers that come from Scripture form us. So a lot of times we sometimes form our own agenda when we pray, and we even give our own tone or our own emphasis but this is joining the same prayers of Christians through the ages, and we, we receive so much from that. And I want to say, too, that we're glad all the kids are here today. So, kids, what a blessing to have so many children. So, you know, don't be upset if babies get fussy or our kids uh, get disruptive. We're not going to be upset in the least. In fact, I commend you. And even though we didn't schedule child care, in some ways I'm kind of glad because I think that an inclusion is so, is so helpful and good. After my prayers, I'm going to read scripture. Beth is going to read scripture. And then Pastor Josh is going to read scripture. When Pastor Josh comes up, this is something a little different for us. And this is just a tradition of the church. He, he'll be reading the gospel. And so he's actually going to come and read from the middle of the room. And so if you so choose, you can rise to honor the gospel honor our Lord Jesus Christ, and, and you don't even have to use a microphone. You can if you choose to, but, uh, and so that'll be coming up shortly. Let me open today with the prayer, and the prayer that I'm praying over you, uh, you you'll be able to, to read along if you so choose. Almighty and everlasting God, you hate nothing you have made and forgive the sins of all who are penitent. Create and make in us new and contrite hearts that we worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness may obtain of you the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ our Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Let me say just a few words before we... Before we um, move into the imposition of the ashes, and, and in a couple of minutes, I'm going to read some passages from Daniel chapter 2. I'm so glad that Pastor Josh, you know, he read the lectionary scripture, words of Jesus. Jesus is telling us, listen, don't, don't do religious practices for show. Don't do it to show off. Don't do it as vain repetition. These are all good reminders for us today. This is good reminders that um, we come in this time of observance and this time of repentance. Uh, and, and if God doesn't change our hearts, then what we're doing is just vain repetition. And so uh, what, uh, the, the worship that you've experienced and the worship you will continue to experience, it's forming our hearts, hearts and it's shaping us and it's taking us to Christ. So, so why ashes? Well, ashes come from biblical tradition, from Jewish tradition that was carried on through Jesus. And, and many of the practices uh, in the liturgical church are adaptations of what uh, started in the Jewish religion from which Christianity 
sprung. So I want you to look at Daniel chapter 2, chapter 9, starting verse 2, and this will be on the screen. It says, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the brooks, according to the word of the Lord, to the prophet Jeremiah, that the number of years for the desolation of Jerusalem would be 70. Verse, verse 3. So I turned my attention to the Lord God to seek him by prayers and petition with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. So yes, well, what are we doing here today? Here's the first thought I want to give you is we're turning our attention to the Lord. In verse three, Daniel said, I, Daniel, turn my attention to the Lord in response to the current day situation, in response to the religious condition of the people of his day, in response to what was happening in his community. He said, I turn my attention to the Lord. And then this is what Ash Wednesday does for us. It, it allows us to maybe have a time that, you know, secular world hasn't totally hijacked this uh, remembrance. And, and we could say, okay, as religious people, as people in relationship with Jesus, we're doing this purely because we want to turn our attention to the Lord. This is also referred to as, this is kind of a heavy phrase, a mark of our mortal nature. And let that sit on you for a second. A mark of our mortal nature. This idea that in a few minutes when, if you choose to receive the ashes, and, and I know not all, all may do that this day, uh, but I, I will say these words. I'll say, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. That's heavy. That's sobering. And so it should be. And this, this life we live of self-actualization and reaching our potential and the, the whole idea of, of even our story. I even made reference to it at the beginning of this message to realize that from dust we came and from dust we shall return. And that's why we need God and his eternal plan for our life. So for those of you who choose to receive ashes today, remember that it is sobering and it should be. It's much like the book of Ecclesiastes. It's just giving us uh, giving us a chance to um, take great uh, observance of our place before God. Here's the second thought for community repentance. This idea that we as God's people who are a light of the world, we are also people who stand in the gap to repent for those who are not able to or not willing to or don't, are, 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 are ignorant of the fact that they need to. Look at verse 4. This is again in Daniel chapter 9. I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, Ah, oh Lord, the great and all-inspiring God who keeps his gracious covenant with those who love him and keep his commands. We have sinned, done wrong, acted wickedly, rebelled, Turned away from your commands and ordinances. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets who spoke in your name to our kings, leaders, fathers, and all the people of the land. Verse 7. Lord, righteousness belongs to you. But this day, public shame belongs to us. The men of Judah, the residents of Jerusalem and all Israel, those who are near and those who are far in all the countries where you have banished them because of their disloyalty that they have shown towards you. Lord, public shame belongs to us, our kings, our leaders, and our fathers, because we have sinned against you. Compassion and forgiveness belongs to the Lord our God. Though we have rebelled against him and have not obeyed the Lord our God by following his instructions that he set before us through his servants, the prophets, all Israel has broken your law. And turned away, refusing to obey you. The promised curse written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, has been poured out on us because we have sinned against him. 
He has carried out his words that he spoke against us and against our rulers by bringing us on us a disaster that is so great that nothing like what has been done to Jerusalem has ever been done under all of heaven. Just as it is written in the law of Moses, all this disaster has come on us, yet we have not sought the favor of the Lord our God by turning from our iniquities and paying attention to your truth. This idea of Daniel said, I am fasting and I'm wearing ashes, not just for me and because I need to turn my attention to the Lord, but for the sake of the community, because I love my community. I love my family. I love my neighbors. I love my tribe. I love our people. And as a people, as a collective, we haven't recognized you enough, oh Lord. Can I tell you how encouraged my soul is today that men, women, boys, girls, families, individuals who came, you've just taken some time, you know, however you organize your day away from the lunch hour to say, you know, we're going to push back against just secular thought that, that invades us. And we're going to, we're going to have sacred space for the Lord today. And, and listen, you may have thought you're doing this for you, but you're actually doing it for the whole community because we are a light when we come together. We're the light of the world as the people of God and the people uh, that come in his name. Um, if you choose to keep your ashes on your forehead today, uh, throughout the day, you know that physically you will be a proclamation of the gospel. If, if, if physically you'll be proclaiming that there's a different way and there's a different message and there's a different way of thinking. You may be asked today what that mark is on your head. People may chuckle. You may be scorned. Um, people, other Christians today perhaps won't, won't understand and won't choose to want to understand. And that would, they'll be fine. We, we, we have no um, disdain for that. Um, but it may just open a spiritual conversation for you. It may be that someone may recognize the, that mark upon your forehead that you've just chosen to receive, not because you had to, but just you've chosen to as a sign to the world that there is this Jesus who is still redeeming hearts and your story and our story may come about. One of the things you're doing today is you, you are not only personally repenting, you are corporately repenting. And we are maintaining a tradition that lifts up the name of Jesus. But here's the part that I love. Here's the last part of it is the divine love. Today is not about, about God's retribution or his anger. It's about his love. Verse 18 of Daniel chapter 9. Listen closely my God, and hear, open your eyes and see our desolations in the city that bears your name. For we are not presenting our petitions before you based on our righteous acts, but look at this, but based on your abundant compassion. This is the story of God, his compassion on his people. Lord, hear, Lord, forgive, Lord, listen and act. My God, for your own sake, do not delay because your city and your people bear your name. Verse 20, while I was speaking, praying, confessing my sin and the sins of my people Israel and, pre and presenting my petition before the Lord my God concerning the holy mountain of my God, while I was praying, Gabriel, the man I had seen in the first vision, reached me in my extreme weariness about the time of the evening offering. 22, he gave me this explanation. Daniel, I've come now to give you understanding. 23, at the beginning of your petition, an answer went out 
and I've come to give it. Now look, look at this phrase, for you are treasured by God. So consider this message and understand the vision. Okay, I, I just wanted you to see this phrase from the Lord. You are treasured by God. You are loved by God. And as we receive the ashes or go to the table of the Lord, I want you to feel that. Don't feel that the burden of your sinfulness or your remorse or your regret is that which you should carry. It's that which you should lay down. And you are going to be marked with the love of the Lord. You're marked by the cross. You're marked by the resurrection. Jesus did this for you. We receive the ashes not just a sign of our repentance, but more importantly, it's a sign of his love. So now we'll transition to this time of the imposition of the ashes. And I want to declare this over you as our worship team's positioning themselves. And if you want to read this declaration over you, um, it is found in, in the handout. Dear people of God, the first Christians observed with great devotion the days of our Lord's passion and resurrection. And it became the custom of the church to prepare for them by a season of penance and fasting. This season of Lent provided, provided a time in which converts to the faith were prepared for holy baptism. It was also a time when those who, because of notorious sins, had been separated from the body of the faithful were reconciled by penitence and forgiveness and restored to the fellowship of the church. Thereby, the whole congregation was put in, in mind of the message of pardon and absolution set forth in the gospel of our Savior and of the need which all Christians continually have to renew the repentance and faith. I invite you, therefore, in the name of the church to the observance of a holy Lent by self-examination and repentance, by prayer, fasting, and self-denial, and by reading and meditating on God's holy word, and to make a right beginning of repentance and as a mark of our mortal nature, let us now present ourselves before the Lord, our maker and redeemer. Almighty God, you have created us out of the dust of the earth. Grant that these ashes may be to us a sign of our mortality and penitence that we may remember that it is only by your gracious gift that we are given everlasting life through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. As Rob and Aubrey and Jennifer lead us in worship, what we'll do is, is, uh, is we'll, we'll all, here in a moment, I'll invite you to stand. And then here at the front, we'll, we'll just have you come down to the front. And if you want to receive ashes, then I will administer those. And so maybe you'll, some of you may need to start from from behind and as I've mentioned others all of you are free not to receive those and and that will not be looked down upon at all there's uh, it was just last year just one year ago uh, that I received ashes for the first time and up until that time in my walk with the Lord I wasn't ready to do so and, and some Christians are never ready to do so I want to be clear that this is not a biblical demand it's not a um, it, it's something that is uh, optional for Christians but uh, you're invited to to do so today shall we all stand